who's the guy in the Nuggets? The Serbian guy. Jokic. Him or Luka, whatever his name is. Man. I get that confused. They're two different styles, but I would much rather have Jokic than Doncic, in my opinion. Because every time I see Luka play, he's always, like, always complaining to the refs. There's not one play he's not crying to the refs. Yeah, yeah. Jokic isn't... Jokic moves like me, very slow. (laughs) But he's still, like... I don't know how he, it's that's a t- that's a tough per- yeah so awkward and then yeah. they're like right and that must be a tough there. person to guard when they move that slow but they can exactly still kill it's you. so unpredictable yeah yeah and not I see some of the like step back threes he'll do and it's like bro you're like seven one like that goes like this yeah it's like how do you block that how about Giannis I I'm Giannis all the way Giannis got me yawning right now because the Bucks. Yeah, I, they, I don't know. They started off <laughs> well, though, but like. Yeah. You just wanted to rhyme. Yeah, it's a little. <laughs> alliteration. You just wanted to rhyme there. And Jimmy Butler's really good. Bar- yeah. yeah Jimmy is, he, is he like a star right now, like a big star? I mean, the yeah. stars I know right now are like that are. Obviously, you have your Steph Curry's and your yeah. Kevin Durant's and your. Ka- but like, I don't know, like the next generation, I feel like it's two, two, the two yeah. Serbian guys. Yes. And then Giannis. Yeah. Anyone else? Tatum. Tatum is Tatum. Is definitely Whether you like or not, John Morant when he's, mm-hmm. you know, when he's behaving. Yeah. Um, what about the guy that won the MVP? Oh, Embiid. Embiid, yeah. He's is he really like good. really good, or did he have like one no, of those years he, where? Well, consider he didn't start playing basketball in general till 20, 2013 or fourteen, and like his first play you ever see, like he goes up. He's been tall forever. He like goes up for a layup, and then he like. Passes it away and throws out, and you're like, what? And then you see him now. It's just so unfair, like, the big men now (laughs) versus, like, who I grew up watching, like, Patrick Ewing and David Robinson. Like, they were good offensively, but, like, you got that kid from France, Victor Wemby. I can't say his name. He's 7'5", and he's moving like a guard. Like, that's now the evolution. You're going to have these seven – like, Kevin Durant's everywhere, like, being able to play guard. So, I mean, but Jimmy Butler's been around for 12 years already. Like, he was on that Bulls team with, like, Derrick Rose and Joe Kim Noah. I'd like to see him win. I know most people are like, how could you see a Miami Heat win? But, like, he deserves a ring. He, he definitely deserves a ring. Whatever happened to uh, Griffin? Griffith? Blake Griffin? Blake Griffin. He's on the Celtics, he's actually, on the right? Celtics, yeah. yeah. No, he, I didn't he, see him at all. He exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I watched that whole he stopped, game. He stopped jumping and stopped jumping over cars and dunking, and then he never adapted his game, in my opinion. Yeah. Right. So he's not a Hall of Famer, you don't think? No, I don't think so. But it was cool to watch him dunk, though. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, he's not a Hall of Famer. Is Tracy McGrady a Hall of Famer? Steve? Um, Do you I know? Could, I think so. He should be. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Who are the current guys playing right now? That if they retired next year or Hall of Fame, obviously LeBron. First ballot, right? Yeah, yeah. Obviously LeBron. Get that out of the way. Steph Curry. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Yes. I would say Clay Thompson, Draymond Green. I was going to say those are the only other two I know. Um, Kyrie Irving. I would say Kevin Love. Maybe. I can see him in there. Um, Giannis. You think Giannis already? Like, if oh he- yeah, because he. How long has he been playing? He's been in the league for seven or eight years, he's been but he's kind of though. like Dirk Nowitzki in a way. Like he won it without 
superstars or help. Um, I think he, how many MVPs does he have? One or two? Something like that. Um, if Jokic wins a ring, I, I would say him. Just because of the numbers he puts up. Yeah, they're, they're I'm, I'm, I know I'm missing some plays. I don't know if Jimmy Butler is a Hall of Fame career because he, he's just underdog, you know. Um, I know I'm missing some. Chris Paul. Chris Paul. I don't know that many players. James Harden? Russell Russell Westbrook for sure. James Harden, I feel like I know him. Like, he always does, like, really good things. Didn't he have, like, a crazy season where he was, like, like, broke scoring records? He had, like, a few years ago, yeah. 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 Where is he now? Is he on the 76ers? Yeah. And I don't know. There we go. (laughs) Come on, man. Um, I don't know. I can't say anybody else. I don't know if Carmelo Anthony is. I don't think. I mean, he'll probably put Melo in the Hall of Fame. You think? I definitely think so. This I mean, what he did. He he's never, a great he Olympic won. basketball ring, player. No, no, no. Olympic basketball. He has four gold medals. He's great. And he says he's at peace with never winning a ring. I don't think any but athlete is, is ever at ever peace get, with did it. Did he ever get exactly. close? Like, yeah. Patrick Ewing never won a ring, but he got in the finals, I think, twice. Like, yeah. Did, he, did Carmelo ever get close? I don't think Melo's ever been to the NBA finals. Nope. I think his closest was Western Conference Finals against yeah. Kobe, and that that Laker team that won in 2010. But I, I just remember him from that one year I watched the Knicks. It was the it, it just by chance it happened to be the Linsanity. Oh year. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Amari Stoudemire I think was on that yeah. team. I, uh, I don't I don't want to believe the fact that I think Melo hated Jeremy Lin, or not hated but like didn't like that the limelight was on him. I don't know, but. I don't know if anyone could coexist with Melo. I've never seen uh, somebody. I mean, I'm sure it happens all the time in all sports, but somebody who like burned so bright and then went out so quickly. Uh, what was that dude, Anthony Bennett? Uh, he didn't burn bright at all, though, in my opinion. <laughs> Jeremy Lin was like the because he's Lin from was, New York. He's like playing for New York, so like he was the talk of the town for like that whole season. And he that, was like good, right? He was yeah, he was, he was good. That week, I think there was a week where he. Hit a game winner in Toronto, and then like later that week, the Lakers came to town, and he like he went one on one against Kobe, dropped thirty eight on the Lakers, like, and then yeah, he just once he left the Knicks, where did he go to Houston? I think I don't. I think yeah, Houston. He he started off with the Warriors before they became like the Warriors. Like him and Steph Curry are really good friends, and then yeah, I don't. I don't. He went to the he went to Brooklyn, and I, I don't know if he's playing over in China or if he's playing anywhere overseas. But there's who's some famous player that's playing in China right now? Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah. So you sent me something the other day about the top seventy five. Yeah. With Anthony Davis being in the top seventy five, and I I don't believe Anthony Davis belongs in it, but I do believe Dwight Howard. I think Dwight Howard is a Hall of Famer, but his how his career his. Like he's playing in Taiwan, which I don't know. <laughs> like that's the joke, right? When like Dylan Brooks, oh, you're gonna go play for the Shanghai Sharks? You suck so bad. Like that's always the joke. He's over there playing, but like he should be on an NBA roster, in my opinion. You think he's still good enough to like? Yeah, he's he started off. He's only like a year older than me, but he's had back issues. Mm. So that and when you're tall like that, man. See, I could get into basketball like. Before the playoffs start, I would need to sit down. I can't watch the regular season. It's no, just it's too long. Much. I don't even watch I, every Knicks game. Yeah, I don't. I, I would can't. sit down with you like a, the day before the playoffs start. I'd be like, all right, who did well? Who do we like? Who are the guys? <laughs> yeah. Because watching the, when I watched the, the entire, we watched the entire game Saturday night. 
uh, the one in Miami. That was a game. And I was like riveting because it was like, I don't know, there's something about any any sport, even if I don't watch it, I can get into it during the playoffs just because the atmosphere, they're playing on. Like that same game, You if that was the 20th game of the season, like it's not a point two second left buzz beat. Like that's just like eventually somebody slows down. Like yeah. oh the heater down by nine. Like yeah. who care? But something about the playoffs, it just it brings it out of people. That's Baseball why is only one where it's like I don't know. It's they can't like do much more really. Like you can't. You're not gonna just baseball like pitch is such better. an interesting sport in yeah. general because I feel like it's. All sports are meant like you have to be mentally prepared for it. But I feel like baseball, like I was watching a, a game a few weeks ago. It was Mets versus somebody. And the Mets were up three nothing in the eighth. And the team they were playing, I don't know who it was, but they scored four runs in the eighth. And just like that, like the game's over. And like to me, like the game's over, in my opinion. You let a th- three run lead in the in, in the eighth just vanish like that like that sucks all the energy out football basketball even hockey i feel like it is really a game of runs per yeah, se it's, it's like if you put there's a lot of ebb and flow if you i don't put know more how much effort, effort, there's no more yeah. there's not much more effort like the pitcher can't just like bite down on his lip and just pitch better yeah you know what i mean yeah, like, no, there I'm could gonna, be a I'm pitcher gonna... who plays who pitches seven innings one to hit and then he he carried the team on his back he gets out and then the relief pitcher yeah. comes in and blows it like that's something that you don't whereas also a, a basketball see. player can come in and be like like hustle more play harder yeah. defense yeah. hustle down more it's not just go scoring. for more steals yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, same with hockey i'm like that yeah, with hockey, hockey with too how you said like i'll i've watched the hockey playoffs this year because it just and two teams who you wouldn't expect to be in the play in the stanley cup finals the vegas knights and the florida panthers like that's going to be fun too. Yeah. So and even even football. I mean, again, it's one of those things where they're not going to. It's not like they can really try harder, but like they can in a way. And also they'll they'll do crazier plays. Yes. They'll like try things. Like if it's if you're down by a touchdown in like the last minute of a playoff game, yeah. like you'll you'll go for it on fourth down. You'll you'll do a crazy thing. Where in baseball, it's like there's only there's only so much you can you can yeah. do. Now, I'm sure that as the season goes, guys pay a little more attention. They take, you know, more batting practice and they get a little more into it. But there's not really much more that you can it's still not it's not chance, but I feel like it's a lot more up to chance than it is like Oh, in football? In baseball. In baseball, and then yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like Yo, just, yeah. Like we wanted it more. Yeah. You know, it's like you can't if your if your pitch is getting lit up, man, you guys can want it all you yeah. want. Like there's nothing you, there's, it can but come I, down I, to yeah. one guy screwing the pooch. And I've never played baseball so i don't know if it's like really never even play like little league or anything no no i wish i did like because it baseball does seem like such a fun sport but i wonder if like during the regular season i guess this would equate like is aaron let's say aaron judges versus the playoffs like in the regular season is he swinging at everything versus like the playoffs where like he need like they need runs they need hits is he going to be take more chances they, 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 they might they might take more pitches um in a playoff game because it's like during the regular season, it's like, listen, you want to win, but I also feel like it's, you know, like guys have their individual contracts. They have their numbers that they have to hit. Yeah. So it's like, I'll have a strikeout or I'll hit a home run. If I get home run, I get this bonus. Or I get this. And it's also good for the team. But in the playoff game, it's like, we need to win. So if I know that I can outlast this pitcher, like, you know, let's say they're, they're facing like, you know, uh, whoever, um, who's the guy for, he's on the Mets now Verlander. Yeah. 
And it's like, this is the guy that can beat us. Like, we need to work him. We want him out of there by like the fourth inning because yeah. of pitch count. And we know that like he'll he'll give you two strikes, but he'll throw a lot of crazy shit. Like, uh-huh. And people just taking a lot of pitches to just wear the, especially if it's going to be like a, a seven game series. It's like, we'll wear him down now. He'll get out in the fourth inning. And then we have to see him again. He's already going to be you know, like a hundred or something yeah. pitches. So like they'll, those, their strategies like that. Which is crazy. Well, yeah. That's, that's wild. Well, dude, I mean, in Moneyball, the whole thing was like, oh yeah, those guys just like, just the problem with Moneyball, like the, the, the concept behind it is, and why that team never won like a world series is because it's statistics. So statistically you will win more games, but superstars, clutch players, they win you the play like Derek Jeter throwing, throwing uh, Giambi out at, at home plate. That's not like wins you playoff games in the world series. There's no stat that does that. Yeah. You know, that has that hustle in the heart. Exactly. Exactly. Like though it's baseball. That's the, that's the thing about baseball is because like, you know, basketball is like there's, there's moments, but it's a big back and forth ebb and flow. Baseball is about those moments. Bottom of the ninth, two out guy on third and you single like, you know, and you need the guy yeah. Who has it in him to do that? A perfect whereas, example is the yeah. way Jeter's last game. Yeah, like when Jeter, they needed that single, and he hit that single down the Jeter's three thousandth hit. Was, yeah, he, yeah. He, he never hit home runs. <laughs> yeah. His three thousandth hit was yeah. a home run. Yeah, like the those guys who can show up, or a pitcher who's like uh, even Jabba Chamberlain, like like the the oh, wow. the game that like made his career in the beginning. I think it was a playoff game where he was just, just came in. He was just lights out. Yeah. like you know, the, or, or Mariano Rivera. Like Man. the guys who under that pressure can just that's a name clutch player. Jabba Chamberlain, yeah, dude. I always thought he was overhyped because there was one he did one game where he was like throwing like a no hitter or, or like a perfect game for like six innings and they, they took him out or something like that. Or he was a reliever, I can't remember what it was, but it was like a couple innings where he threw really well and then they were on his dick for like the next three years. And I'm yeah. like, he's never, it was never gonna be, but um. All right, enough sports talk. Let's talk about today. We're smoking. Welcome to Long Ash Podcast, by the way. Today we're smoking a brand new uh, private label for us here at Jr. This is the Havoc. It is a Nicaraguan puro. It is made for us by AJ Fernandez, and it has a really cool concept uh, based upon um, the Roman gladiators. So Roman, as everyone, first of all, if you haven't seen the movie Gladiators, but apparently they're making a sequel, which I don't know. Do you know who was in the sequel? Really, there's quickly? like a there's a there's a couple famous guys that are in it. I can't remember off the top of my head, but there's like a couple famous people that they like big, big names that they got. Can you look up it. really quickly, Steve? The the cast for the new Gladiator. For Gladiator two. Yeah, I know it's Denzel and Pedro Pascal are in it, and then I don't know who else. I don't know if Ethan Hawke is or. So there was originally a script for Gladiator two with Russell Crowe, and it was going to be something about him like fighting in the afterlife and i'm like that's wow. stupid yeah <laughs> like because yeah. don't don't make it a supernatural yeah, yeah like it was very grounded it was very historically accurate like you know and ridley scott's gonna be directing it yeah so. but i don't know how his movies are the like he you know he has that style that like worked really worked for gladiator but then he did like i thought the robin hood movie he did with russell crowe was good yeah but it didn't do well and then he, the the last duel i heard was a really good movie but that yeah. didn't do dude people aren't going to see those kind of epics any like like that you know like saving private ryan is no longer a movie that's going to get 
10 Oscars and make $500 million. For some, yeah. like, do people don't... I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean... It's got to be all this IP stuff. All along the Western Front, the remake that came out last year, it was nominated... All Quiet on the Western oh, Front. Oh, sorry, All You're Quiet. You're on... All Along the Watchtower by Shit. Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> all Quiet on the Western Front, uh, yeah. All Along the Western Front. <laughs> I feel like I'm in Vietnam. Uh, I found the cast. Okay. Yeah. It was Pedro Pascal, Denzel... Paul Mescal, Connie Nielsen, uh, Juman Hansu. Oh. Uh, oh, so Juman Hansu and Connie Nielsen are coming back. They were in the original. Yeah. Joseph Quinn, May Callumway. Uh, the third guy you said, he's like a young. Paul Mescal. He's, yeah, he he's was like casted first. Yeah, he's like a younger guy, but he's like famous for like young indie, people. Indie like, movies. In, like, like a Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Not as famous, but like in that realm of like yeah. young people mm-hmm. know him from stuff. I get you. Um, no, Jamal Hansu was coming, but good for nice, him. Nice, yeah. That was a good movie for him. He was, yeah. he was a good dude. He every Blood Diamond when he was in Blood Diamond, that was a good one. Gladiator. First of all, my uh, it's I should have worn. My parents got me a T-shirt from Pompeii because they were just in Italy yeah. and it has a Gladiator on it. Ooh. I should have worn that today. Um, but one of the uh, I don't know it was facts or you know part of the mythology of the Gladiator is that you had um, you had to get eleven victories in order to secure your freedom. And then you could, a lot of them, what they would do is they would just keep fighting and then they would just get to pocket all the money. Cause before you had, you know, like you're, you know, you're, you're, they were slaves. So like you're, whoever your owner was, mm-hmm. they, you know, they got the, the money and then they would give you like a stipend and then they would bring you women. And like, so like you were, you were uh, rewarded, you, know, you were rewarded, but you were still a slave. You still had to go yeah. through the training and you were still uh, but after eleven, they would get their freedom, and then they could they could take their earnings, and they can go out and like if they wanted to buy a farm, they can go do whatever, or they could just keep fighting and just be a, like a superstar. But then they they pocket all the all the money after the eleventh. After the eleventh, yeah. Okay. Um, so that was the kind. That's like the cool backstory about about this uh, cigar. So as you can see, there's a gladiator on the front. Um, you said there's eleven cigars in the box. There's eleven correct? cigars yeah, in the box for that. Cool. Yeah. I will say, and I don't. I'm not trying to shit talk our own cigar. The sword is not historically accurate at all. They would have something smaller, a gladius, which was a gotcha. short sword, the Roman short sword. They would also use um, the shield. So there's there was different kinds of gladius. There's like actually different names. Um, like uh, some of them would have a sh- even shorter, like a Thracian sword, where it was it was it was like a it was curved, but it wasn't curved like a rounded curve. It was like a sharp curve, so it would go up and then like that, but it was short. It was only like that wide. And they'd have that. Some of them, they had the trident with a net. So there was like different styles of gladiator mm-hmm. you could uh, you could be. I mean, you know, if you saw the movie, you know. Even yeah. if, you, if you saw Spartacus too, which was a great, you know, a great, great film. He, was, he made that because he was pissed that yes. he didn't get cast in, I think it was Ten Commandments, that he was pissed he didn't get Ten Commandments. Uh, uh, Kirk uh, Douglas was mad yes. that um, Charlton Heston got Ten Commandments. Uh, the Ten Commandments, oh no, it was Ben-Hur. He was pissed that he didn't get Ben Hur, so then he bought the rights to Spartacus, and then he brought in Dalton Trumbo. Yeah, Spartacus is a great movie. Um, but yeah, they had like different kinds of masks too. As you can see, this one, this guy has a mask on it. You know, they would have some of them would just wear helmets, some of them would wear full cover masks, different kinds of shields. You know, you would you would develop a style. It's almost like UFC. You would develop um, a style of fighting that that suits you better. Um. Quicker, more agile guys would have like you know maybe a net and a trident because they were quicker. They could they could kind of come at you, but then bigger, stronger guys they would get in close. They could manhandle you. They could have a heavy shield that they could hit you with. Um, 
Do you know that they could clear out the Coliseum in 15 minutes? How? Just like how, how the exits were all set up. Like how, how it was designed. I didn't know that, no. Yeah. Coliseum was like, it was like the first ever like stadium. It had bathrooms, it had water fountains, and from the moment the fights ended, they could clear it out in like 15. It was, I think it held 70,000 people. Wow. And they could clear it out in 15 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. They had, uh, they would do, um, back in the day, like not so much towards like the time the movie Gladiator takes place. I want to say uh, Vespasian built it. I know it was built in 70 AD, around around there, but they could, um, they would flood it from the Tiber River. They had all these aqueducts and canals where they could flood it and they would have mock naval battles. They did a lot of executions in it. This is my, so my the, ballpark. The, the, my, <laughs> so the Coliseum thing. was like an all-purpose Yeah. All-purpose yeah. thing. And the reason why, I mean, it's still standing, but the reason why a lot of the stones were, were, are like missing is during the, like the period of Christianity, you know, a lot of Christian, it was like a symbol of, you know, paganism and okay. violence and a lot of Christians, thousands of Christians were, were martyred in there. So they were like, take pieces of it and, you know, whatever. Jeez. But have you been? Have you I ever? have been to the Coliseum. It is How? crazy. It is uh, crazy. Is it a massive tourist spot? Like, is it too packed, do you mm-hmm. think? Or no? Okay. Dude, it's so big. It's like... Yeah. There's not 70,000 tourists there. And no, it's built no, no, to no. hold 70,000. So it's like, you know, imagine... I don't know. Imagine the amount of people who would be in Times Square, but then put them in giant stadium. Yeah, it's okay. It's like, okay. you're spread out enough. You know what I mean? Uh... When you were there, because I know you, you know, you, you have mentioned before that you went to school for history and all that. Oh, I was there a sense of like the first time you went, were you just utterly shocked? Yeah, yeah. Listen, obviously there was native peoples in the Americas before America, but in terms of like, you know, seeing the uh, maybe I would like to go to Central and South America and see like where there was a a, like Mesoamerican you know like the whole Nick Melillo style yes but to see these things to see where the forum was to see the um, the Pantheon to see the Colosseum like they were 2,000 years old older than that the Colosseum is about 2,000 years old but the intricacies and like the engineering that went into it, and it's like d- there was no computer. They didn't have pencils, yeah. Like to write this down, like to, they had, you know, like they didn't even have that. It was, it was just fascinating, and it, it, it's very intricate. You would think they would just like had a plain area and just like built seats to sit in. There was a whole underground tunnel system because they had drawbridges, and they would, you know, bring... Like, the movie was very accurate. Now. Like, they would bring tigers up, and they had hidden compartments, and then the guys would come out. They had armories down there. They had doctor facilities. They would bring animals out. They would do, like, you know, horses and chariots and elephants and, and you know, things from the Orient and from Africa. Um, it was crazy. It was absolutely... And, and also, they made it like, you know, it was wrong. They made it look nice at the yeah, time. It was yeah, like a very yeah. upscale-looking place. Um. I, I, but any, any kind of ancient ruins or ancient civilization, I, I ask people go to check it out because it's, it's cool to go to Morristown and you see like the fucking Washington slept to your house. Yeah. Like, no. Awesome. But I don't know. I, I feel like you get used Even to like it. the monuments in DC. You're, they're, they're, they're new. Um, they're, all, yeah. they're, they're recent. You know? Yeah. Like they're like, they weren't there when some of our grandparents were around. You know exactly. What I mean? Yeah. But to go and see, you know, to walk where Julius Caesar like these people are are almost mythological yes like they're so old and so ingrained in history 
you know, I, and to I be think in the Americans, presence of that would yeah. be probably would be breathtaking. I would feel it was like. o- it was almost overwhelmed for somebody who has a, just yeah. a deep appreciation. It was almost now. Also, I'm not saying I have a love for the Roman Empire. They did horrible, horrible things. But <laughs> yeah. but, but as a history every, every major, empire, yeah, there, there was not one cool empire. No, like from the Mongols to the Persians to the Ottomans to um, the Egyptians to the Mayans and the Aztecs. Everybody was involved in fucked up shit for the whole of humanity. Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. some people did it on a bigger stage. Yeah, Rome, for example, uh, the the Mongols would they they killed a third of the world's population. It's crazy. How? This episode is all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's everywhere. It's, I'm, I'm, I'm okay everything with that. all at once. What every could place. you? What was that movie? <laughs> everything everywhere all at once. All at once, every place. What? Because I've never been, I've never seen the Coliseum in person. What could you compare it to? Like a, how big is it compared? Like comparable to another? I don't want to compare it to a football stadium because that's just stupid. But like, how big is it? Like when you're there, like did pictures do it justice before you saw it? Yeah, you, like, it's tough. Let me think. I mean, it's not as big as like MetLife. Because also, a lot of it's been taken down. Yeah, but also. It's not just like, you know, the stairs and like, you know, the seating. It's like you have to go inside and like underground. It was and like then a you whole come up, complex. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, it is, it's, I would say it's, if you have any kind of appreciation for that kind of stuff, it's it's overwhelming. So was the Vatican. The Vatican was oh, I'm sure. just crazy, crazy. I mean, Italy itself is just uh, an, an amazing place. Much better than Paris. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I feel like yeah, I feel like you you know Washington D.C. is great. You know, you see the Lincoln, but that's more I you know because they're not old. I feel like that's more trying to invoke a memory or invoke a feeling. You go to the Lincoln Memorial and you want to think of what he stood for, what he was able to do. Yeah, you know the burden put on him to to save a nation, and like I said, it's in memorial of him. It's in memory of him. This is the memory. You know, the Coliseum is just the place mm-hmm. where it happened. Um, similar, uh, I get a similar feeling in, in the U.S. if I went to like Gettysburg. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I get anywhere where there was, uh, for, for American history, anywhere where there was great sacrifice, I, I get a little, you know, I come from a veteran family. Yeah. Um, like, I, like the only reason I would want to go to France is I want to go to Normandy and see the, the My dad went. memorials and the, and, the, and the cemetery there. Um, but the only thing I can uh, not, not relate it to, I remember a lot of my friends who are not from the area, they always want to do the New York tourism and go see where the twin towers were. I remember my brother-in-law, this kind of hit me hard. He came, he's like, yeah, I want to go see, I want to go visit the place where it changed my life. Cause he went to Iraq once, once that happened. And it's like, you don't, you know, you see the names on the, on the memorials and, and, and all that, but you don't realize the people who did go there and came back and were fortunate enough to come back and then sit there and be like, this changed. It changed everybody's life here, but the people who went to go fight for our country and did that, yeah. that's a little like, what? you don't also, think about that. Like you, yeah. in your everyday thing, I don't, you know, you say you come from, you know, you have veterans in your family. So you probably think about it a little bit more. Um, when I'm with him and, and he tells me stories, it, it just puts a lot of things into perspective. Yeah, dude, this, this whole weekend, I, I watched Saving Private Ryan and Band of Brothers, and I there's def, there's a lot of moments in that where I yeah. get choked up because yeah. 
you know, what those men and women like went through and why they went through it. And it's just such a shame because you still have the respect for the modern day veteran, but like what this country has done with like the, like so many of these wars and, and the, the lack of care for the men and women who, who, who served like fighting for that same ideal that was in band of brothers. Yeah. But you know, just, just the, this kind of, I don't want to get too far down the route, but like this military industrial complex of like, like war is profit. You know, that's why a lot of people said like world war two was like the last honorable war. Um, I mean, dude, there was guys who were 13 or 14 years old and would lie about their age to join up and go fight because there was, they were, they were fighting for something. Something. There's yeah. not, I, I think that anyone serving today or has served recently, I appreciate the fact that they feel like they were fighting for something. Yeah. Um, and regardless of what the machinations behind the scenes were of why we did this thing or what they weren't, they didn't have knowledge of that. They didn't think we were going over to Iraq for, you know, business or whatever the dumb reasons that we decided to go into Iraq yeah. or Syria or, or any of those things. They believe that they were fighting for that same reason and they deserve to be applauded and given every, the keys to every city. Yes. Um, and I, I can't stand how veterans are, are true and not even just treated by people. Cause I feel like most regular people still treat them with a modicum of respect. But the, the, the fact that there's like a thousand suicides, like a week or something are veterans. It's, and there's, there's hardly any resources being put towards helping them. It's just really a damn shame because you watch something like band of brothers and you fully, and you, but the opening they of it were, is all those guys, all the former. Yeah, and they were still they were they were in their eighties and they were crying because yeah. of the you know like they were, you know what they were willing to do for us, and how we take advantage of it so yeah. goddamn hard. How no, ask anybody who's twenty five. I'm like, listen, you don't need to be an expert in these things like I am, but do you even care? Like, do you care like what they did or like what they're trying to do? They're the front line, man. Like, if it's not for them, you know, you don't have TikTok and cell phone. Like, <laughs> yeah, you you don't you don't have the luxury of enjoying that, and people just take it for yeah. granted. My, my father-in-law gets very choked up about it, you know. And then, it, like I said, you just you don't realize until you hear someone who who went through it. You're like, wow, you know. <laughs> we. It, my brother was in Afghanistan for seven months. Like it's it was crazy it's mm-hmm. like not it's yeah you know and i, I guess this is a fitting episode now because it you know it is it is you know right after memorial day um and listen i had a couple barbecues i golfed i did my fun stuff yeah, yeah. it's nice to get a break but you know but you didn't for you know you don't forget no my girlfriend stuff, yeah. was up early yesterday morning in Booton, like putting wreaths at the cemetery yeah like for the for the town um I just want everyone to just like, please don't forget. Please show appreciation. Please, please, please. For all that we're gifted in this country, and there's still problems, there's still racism and sexism and political division, but the reason we're even able to progress and have these discussions about these issues is because of the men and women who put their lives on the line. Like, I'm, dude, I am... Maybe for my immediate family, I'd like jump in front of a gun, 
But for straight, that was even that was even in I don't know if you remember in that the last scene of Godfather Two, when it's like the flashback of yeah. Don Corleone's birthday, and Michael tells everybody that he just joined the Marines, and they're like, "What are you gonna go fight for strangers?" That's what they all did. They all they didn't. It wasn't just for their immediate family. They did. No, they did it for they everyone. They did it for yeah. everyone. And I think that if we, God forbid, had another massive attack on this country like a 9-11... I don't know if you would see the same response. I think you would still see that response in a lot of people. Yeah. But I think there'd be plenty of people that would be like, well, going over there and fighting like won't solve the thing. I think you would see a lot of, like, there would be a lot more of that. Um, and it's a shame that it would call, it would take some kind of massive tragedy for people to just unite, kind of unite and come yeah. together. It really is a shame. It really is a shame that, when, when said, we should be at our best is when we're at our worst in this yeah. country. When, when we should be like, we have no crazy problems outside. You know, there's there's not a, a, a an invasion. There's not a war time. Like this is the time where we should be like, yeah, everyone's chill. Everyone gets to do their thing. Yeah. And this is the time we're at each other's throats, and it's just a really, it's a damn shame. It is for it's both sides, for everybody, all the news organizations. It just really is. It's really but you a also shame. yeah, like for me, you always wonder like what why we are so divided when like when we shouldn't be you know um i don't know what the, i don't know what causes luxury, it we i don't have the luxury of being divided that's that's the problem yeah. we have the luxury you know uh, in, in a country where they're constantly under attack or threat of attack or they don't have the resources or the food yeah, that or, too. The, or the economy to support a population for them to like live and eat they don't have these problems. Suicide is higher in the U.S. than any other country, uh, except maybe Japan. I know Japan, but Japan's another like highly civilized. Yeah, like they don't have a lot of issues going on. Um, but it's because we have the opportunity to to sit and ponder a lot because we're not in a fight or flight mode. Yeah, we're not worried about we're not uh, worried about missiles, that. Missiles. And also, humans are. I think humans are just naturally inclined towards like clansmanship and violence. And then, you know, when you're fighting a war, it's like, all right, the country can come together because it's us versus those guys. Yes, yeah. But when there's no more of those guys, it's us all right, versus well, us. it's, it's yeah. Republicans versus Democrats. It's North versus South. It's, you know, New York yeah. versus California, whoever it yeah. is. Um, it's black versus white. It's gay versus straight people. They, they, now they like, oh, well, I need to have a battle. Yeah. So, you know, who can I relate with? Yeah, you know, who the can most. I pick on? Who but can then I... even within that, even look at the Republicans right now, Trump versus DeSantis, and they're just talking shit and they hate each other. It's like we are so inclined to pick sides. Now, sometimes that can be kind of transformed into something more fun, sports rivalries, city rivalries. Um, you know, like like all the teams in Florida, like all the college teams in Florida, like, you know, Miami versus uh, Florida, Florida State, State yeah, yeah. versus... They all like hate each other. I'm like, you guys are all in Florida. Yeah. They're all within like 10 miles of each other. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or like, you know, Green Bay versus Chicago. It's like yeah. you guys are a stone's throw away from each other. It's the biggest rivalry in sports. Yankees, Red Sox. Biggest yep. rivalry in sports. They're a three-hour drive. Shouldn't it be like Yankees and like some team but from then Berlin? You hear like, the, I don't know if you've said this. I've heard others say this as well. Um, like if let's say if Boston is in the World Series versus the Dodgers, my dad, other people are like, you're East Coast. Like, don't you want to root for the East Coast? You know there's what I'm that, saying? There's like, that, there's American League. Oh, well, you got to root for the American League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. League. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's... I'm like, all right, well, what if it was, what if it's the Mets against the Red Sox? Like, 
I'm American League, but I'm also, you know, in the Tri-State area, in, in, the tri- in New, York, in New yeah. York. My dad grew up down the street from City Field. Yeah. So, but this, but yeah, that's this, a, dude. That's a phenomenal point. How we, from the largest thing of you know U.S. versus anybody, that ends, and then we break it down to like. And then the, these the, small little yeah, battles the minute between aliens sex, invade, race. it's all of the world will unite against the aliens from Mars. But then guess what? Then aliens come from the next nebula, and then us and Mars. Like, oh no, well we got to get them. But then once they're not a threat, well now we got to look at Mars. And then Mars isn't a threat. Now we got to look at China. Oh, China's not a threat. Now we got to look at the South, or now we got to look yeah. at you know whatever it is. Yeah. Um. And I, I just I I always prayed that we would. Americans, there's a there's an inherent, for good Americans at least, there's an inherent want of progression and unity. I mean, dude, African Americans like weren't even allowed to be in like your standard units in World War II, and they were treated like such. Ga- Do you know that they would like African American veterans like when or when they were on leave in the U.S. They got worse treatment than Nazi prisoners, especially in like southern like military bases. I didn't know that. And they were still volunteering to go. Like that is something that's so pure and 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 amazing that a country that hated them they were still like because it was. But then again, it was still like that us versus them mentality. So like. Oh well, I know that the guy down the street in my hometown in Alabama like treats me like shit, but like me and him are on the same side against this Nazi guy. Yeah, like, we gotta go. You know, we'll get yeah. him. We'll settle all. It's kind of like a, we'll settle all our differences later. Let's go get him, kind of thing. I want to ask you this, and I, I don't know if it's gonna cause anything. What What are your thoughts then on like Muhammad Ali when he said like I don't I don't want to fight for a country that isn't fighting for me. I think it was he was well within his rights. Yeah. I mean the I listen, mean he lost 3 4 years of his prime. The, the more and more you look at Vietnam and I think that there were I think there were some people who were just like kind of ahead of their time on that one and for years they were kind of just looked at as traitors or or cowards or whatever. Um but it was just really a crazy war that we did not deserve yeah. to that we shouldn't have been in. Um, even Korea to an extent we really shouldn't have been involved I'm glad we Korea because it worked out for me, especially for the South Koreans mm-hmm. but Vietnam was just I mean the Gulf of Tonkin was basically manufactured um, the amount of civilian deaths in camp Vietnam was the first true war of the military industrial complex where rich powerful people basically convinced the president like oh no we should do this because uh, but, but we'll say it's to end communism, but really we're just going to line our pockets because they yeah. they didn't realize that war could be a business. During World War II, Ford and Boeing and General Motors and Chrysler, they made so much goddamn money because we had never needed that. Like World War One to an extent, but the technological side wasn't really there. It was a lot more like we needed troops. Mm-hmm. Tanks weren't really that big. A few airplanes, a lot of ships. Well, World War II is, you know, Ford was just pushing out Sherman tanks, Boeing on all the airplanes. It was such an industrialized war that, and when you have an industrialized war, people make money. They make a ton of money. And so, and that, so now, do I still give credit to people who went and did fight in Vietnam? Absolutely. Because again, in their minds, they're like, I got to stop communism from coming here and destroying my country. So, but for Muhammad Ali, I don't know. Would it have been better for his legacy if he had gone 
and then come at like Ted Williams. That was a big comparison. Jimmy Ted, Stewart, right? Too. Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, Ted right. Williams was active duty pilot, like metal during his prime twice, World War II and Korea, and then came back and hit 400. Um, so would it have been better for his kind Overall, of Americana yeah. legacy? Probably, but he's still the greatest of all time. Um, and I got to, and I respect why he did it. Yeah. Um, like you, you have to respect why he did it. Yeah. Uh, he was, he was on, he, he had he the stage the to too. do it. Yeah, and he was yeah. like, I'm willing to make, he made a different kind of a sacrifice. Like he can go and you know, they probably wouldn't put him in active duty, to be honest. He would have been on some yeah. kind of like, but like Elvis was on some kind of special program, but he's like, I can go, where's my life for this war? And then maybe get idolized, you know, I have a legacy, but like I'm dying for literally for nothing. Or I can take the character assassination, which he went through, the monetary loss, the jail time, all this, but stand up for something I really believe in. And he did that. Yeah. You know, and then not a lot of people, not a lot of people, no, almost no one back then saw it that way. They saw it as he was, he, oh, he just wanted money. He was, uh, you know, he was a, a, a debut. He was like a prima donna. Yeah. Oh, he didn't want to go fight, but it really wasn't. I think in the time that it happened, no one was thinking ahead of like what it stood for. And then years later, you know, 60 something years later, you know, it's one of the most, I think one of the biggest moves anyone can do because you're standing in for what you believe in. Right. And I think at the end of the day, that's what everyone in this country anyway tries to do. They stand up for what they believe in when it comes to any type of rights for people gun laws, anything that you believe in, you stand firm on it. And that's essentially what he did. So you can't yeah. be a kind of, um, what's the word? A hypocrite, yeah. I, I guess, you know? Standing up for what you truly believe in should require some form of sacrifice. Yep. And that's why I can't stand a lot on of, a like, small a scale, lot of a larger larger modern day activists. It's like, yeah, it's easy to just like go do this now when it's like everyone's well, on your side on social media. Yeah, it's easy to post something on yeah, Instagram because you close like, your phone and yeah. that's that. But Martin Luther King getting arrested how many times and being hosed, with, you know, and yep. being attacked by in the name of like that's something like to stand up for what you truly believe in requires a modicum, at least a modicum of sacrifice. And yeah. whether or not you agree with what they believe in, you got to give respect to the people who are yeah. willing to do it. Someone who's willing to go to jail or be shot at or be yeah. destroyed in the media, have their livelihood taken to really stand up for what they believe in. There's again, whether you believe, whether you're on that side or not, you got to give yeah. people the respect that they're willing to do this because there's not a ton that most people are willing to do that for. There's just not. There's not that your average everyday American is not willing to go to jail really for what they believe in, like, unless it's like a major, major thing. Mm-hmm. But they're 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 more willing to just kind of lead in with the sheep. Yeah. And it's like, oh no, no, it's fine. I'll just if this is the way society is going, I'll just do this thing yeah. and I'll be fine. Yeah. Man. Well, happy Memorial Day. Yeah, this is a great episode. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I think, we start I think, off so sports, and then we... Yeah. I love talking about real shit. I love hearing your point of view on... Like, you You say... You, you tell me you're a history... You went... No, you're a history buff. I know you are. But, like, the amount of shit you really do know is, like, it just... It's refreshing to yeah, hear. I have a lot of friends growing up, so... This was... My friend was... Instead history, of video games, My you friend went, was a history channel. Yeah. That's what I, I watched a lot of... Dude, I was still... Devil texts me on like a Saturday morning. She's like, you're watching a Civil War documentary, aren't you? And then I'll I'll say no. And then she'll call me and I'll be like, did you know that the, the ninth main division was that little round top? Uh, 
But all right, I hope so. I hope somebody got something out of this. Yes, I hope somebody. I enjoyed it. Uh, was I know we did. Sorry, but the little, oh, little yeah, the cigar habit. talk, but it did yeah. lead into like you said with the gladiators and the Coliseum. Yeah. Um, everything, everything. There's a you can draw a map of yes. this conversation. It worked out. Um, this is out now. Uh, if you want to, yes. If you want to, um, out now. If you want to hop on uh, our website yeah. to check it out, we have a review. Um, Are we in June yet? We're in June. Uh, when yeah. this drops, we'll be in June. All yeah. right, so we have a few cool episodes coming out too mm -hmm. that we're about to record. A uh, little yeah. sneak peek. Yeah. Uh, we have Steve Stocker coming through pretty soon, and then the legendary Marvin Samuel, yes, uh, co-founder of Jerusalem State, and now. And Terrence. Uh, film director. Yes. Is going to, we're going to get to interview him. So that's going to be cool. So make sure you're checking us out. As on, well as Terrence, right? Isn't he making Oh, yeah, Terrence is. What the hell like is next he week, maybe? Oh, my God. I gotta I like, think. He's on my calendar. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Terrence from Agonorsa yeah. is coming. I can't believe I forgot my, my, my tall friend, Terrence. Um, but make sure you're checking us out on, you know, our podcast, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you get your podcast. And then uh, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and TikTok. Chris and the team are doing some really fun things on TikTok. Maybe I'll get involved in a, in a TikTok. Maybe I'll got, do like We a, need you, man. Maybe I'll do like a fun thing. We'll see. We need you. But uh, other than that, um, thank you guys very much for listening. And as always, keep it lit. <laughs>